It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to a much happier edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast than that music would allude you to believe. <laughs> My name is Derek Montia. I'm still occasionally known as the mayor of the Yoffs, but I am very excited to be joined by this man next to me. Of course, he is my vice mayor and your thunderstick. The one and only Jesse Friedman is back here in the house. Of course, we have Father Overlord Jacob over here making us sad with this music. Get rid of that music. I'm not ready for that. Isn't our show headline like celebrating the Diamondbacks? I mean, we like, were trying to celebrate the world. Listen, listen. Right. Yeah, is this, is this the kind of music you. you had at your wedding, Jacob? Yeah, like, I is this, is this you. your version of a good time? I asked you if you wanted the sad music. You yeah, said yes. You're fair. That's fair. He did. And I was like, that seems appropriate. But now I'm not I'm not ready to be in that mood. I'm ready to wish you all a very hearty ski. Ski to you, Jesse. Ski. Thank you, yes, ski yeah. Fosh. Ski to you. Thank sir. you. I appreciate that. Uh, we love you guys. Appreciate you guys for being here today. And I did want to start off by saying, of course, Diamondbacks fans, I know some of you might not be over the loss in the World Series. But I do want to tell you that you should all hold your head high and be proud of this team and what they have accomplished. Uh, I know that Jesse has been covering this entire postseason run uh, exhaustively. Uh, I know you've been out there uh, in all these cities doing all this stuff, uh, taking trips that you never thought you would take. In fact, I still remember requesting a World Series credential for you in September, <laughs> thinking it was the silliest thing that I ever had to do in the world. Uh, and of course... Here we are. So I, I wanted to start off with getting your thoughts on everything you got to witness here and, and kind of encouraging these people a little bit because uh, I know you weren't with us, but some are very, very, very sad about about the loss last night. Yeah, man. Uh, just a, just a, an incredible run for the Diamondbacks all the way around. I, I tried to put it into words in my story yesterday and I still felt it still just feel like I don't have the words to describe yeah you know, what, what has transpired for this team over the last few weeks. It's a season that we're going to be talking about for the whole off season. We've got, we've got a whole lot to talk about this mm -hmm. off season, given how far the Diamondbacks were able to go this year. And we've got a lot to talk about with this team for, I think decades to come, right? Uh, anyone who attended any of these Diamondbacks playoff games saw uh, the video that they roll before every single playoff game mm -hmm. at, at Chase Field, yeah. where they take it all the way back to when the Diamondbacks were were first first became a team way back in 1998. They go through all of the memories that have been built in this franchise over its 26 year history, and this is going to be one of those, right? Yeah. I mean, this is going to be yeah. one of the best stories that any that any Diamondbacks team has ever told. And I don't, I think it's going to take a while for that to hit. Like I had some moments when I was covering some of these games. It really got real once once the D-backs were in the NLCS, once they made the World Series and were in the World Series. Like the Arizona Diamondbacks are playing in the World Series right now. And I don't know if that ever fully uh, clicked in my brain. And I imagine some people watching and listening maybe feel the same way. There, there were a few moments, especially when it was 2 p.m. on a weekday afternoon and I was standing in front of Chase and it was the most packed I've ever seen it. Yeah. You and I were together out there when the band was playing and the fans were just <laughs> vibing. It was just, just such an incredible feeling to have the World Series back here at Chase Field to be celebrating with all of you. And I know so many people felt that as well. Uh, obviously, we know that there is you know, uh, a, a lot of regret. I know there's, uh, you know, there, there's the idea here that coming up so close and falling short is so painful. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I understand that pain. Yeah, that's real. That really, I mean, the Diamondbacks had 
a real opportunity to to win the World Series. Like they, I know the Texas Rangers ultimately won this thing four games to one, and we're going to get into kind of exactly how that happened. But the, the, it's it's tough when you get all the way to this point and you don't come away and actually and actually win the darn thing. Yeah. Right. The reality is that the Diamondbacks could come back next year and win ninety five games. And the odds are still very much against them that they could get the same opportunity that they just had against a Texas Rangers team that was outstanding. I don't want to take anything away from them, but a Rangers team that going in, I think a lot of people thought the Diamondbacks actually matched up pretty well against. Like that was yeah. arguably the most favored they were throughout the entire postseason. Which was is against the problem. The Texas that was the problem, Jesse, <laughs> because every time they faced adversity, every time they faced a new challenge, the idea here was essentially. Well, it was nice that they got this far. Uh, They have to face the Brewers and those pitchers that they got up there. Oh, well, at least they made the playoffs. Oh, now they have to face the Dodgers. Eh, At least they made it out of the wild card round. Uh, Like it it seemed like there was doubt, you know, uh, surrounding this team every step of the way until oddly enough, they got to the biggest stage in baseball, which is the World Series. And, And that was the moment that against the Texas Rangers team who was built differently as far as overcoming their 100 loss season two years ago and getting to this point. They still kind of had a similar odd run through the playoffs where they barely made the playoffs themselves. They stumbled yeah. quite a bit. They basically became known as the Road Warriors, whether they were uh, undefeated. Boy were they, boy, were they that. I <laughs> might, my God. But yeah, I mean, there's just something, of course, you know, uh, about this entire story. Uh, that is just such it's so baseball you know what I mean and so like the Diamondbacks finally get to a point where it seemed even even as it progressed right you get past games one and games game game one and game two right and game one obviously they 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 collapsed there at the end I mean they kind of dominated most of the game but they did lose and then they absolutely dominated game two so I don't think feelings could have been higher and then you find out their best player Adolis Garcia and Max Scherzer are both completely out of the World Series Completely out. Like, yeah. if we looked at a win probability graphic for the Arizona Diamondbacks throughout this series, that was the high point. Prior to game three, finding out Garcia and, and Scherzer were gone. and Or yeah. wait, was that after game three? Am I getting those mixed up? Game four, prior to game four. Yeah, yeah. that was after. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, game between four. games yeah. three and four. Even, yeah. even that point. Down 2-1, even you felt like they were, there was no yeah. way they were going to lose. And, and they had home for two more games, you know, and, and you're just looking, you know, past kind of that bullpen game and you're seeing, you got Zagat. You got Merrill Kelly. You got Brandon Fott here coming up again. Everything seemed good. And of course, that's when things didn't go their way. Right. Yeah. We even talked about them being favored for the first time in the entire postseason there. Uh, what was it? Game was a game four that they were favored for the first time. I mean, uh, it's like we Imagine just need that. we just needed everything to be against them is what we needed. <laughs> we needed that to continue. But uh, I think eventually it came to a point where national analysts had just sort of had it with like doubting the diamondbacks yeah. and being proved oh, yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so there was the sense that like, like we, we can't, we can't doubt the diamondbacks anymore. Yeah. Like this, this team is just is some sort of a crazy team of destiny. That is just like, like <laughs> no matter, no matter, yeah, no matter what, you know, your analysis on paper might tell you the diamondbacks are just going to like completely outperform whatever you're expecting of them and yeah i mean you know i certainly don't love trying to make predictions but i'll be honest after game two after seeing the diamondbacks beat the rangers nine to one and and dominate you know much of game one as they did even though they didn't win i thought the diamondbacks were going to win the world series yeah like not that yeah. long ago right and uh do you know, i tell i i don't want to tell i don't want to tell people this jesse I don't. I have a feeling you're going to. I don't want to tell people this, but I. I feel like I should. I should. I, feel, I should reveal the fact that at one point, I looked up how many days after the World Series ended that the championship parade took place. <laughs> so why that's I, why they. Lost. Why did I look that up? I mean, it was just information I felt like I needed to know in, in order to start pre-planning my life. And of course, yes, that is when they lost. But uh, today was the last day of media availability. I know you were over there uh, and there was a lot of talk from Mike Hazen, obviously, about what this team has accomplished. Uh, but here was his opening statement in regards to, uh, you know, essentially the epilogue to the season. First, first, I want to congratulate the Texas Rangers. Um, they deserve this, this moment. Um, they played a really good series and they beat us. And so that's first and foremost, watching Boach, you know, was 
from a from a long term game perspective is you know something that's great about the game of baseball. Um, I also know that you know um, if I read it once, I read it a thousand times about the Diamondbacks and the Rangers playing in the World Series, and you know for whatever that is, look, we. I think hopefully the country got exposed to some incredible players. You know, Josh Young, Evan Carter, Corbin Carroll, Moreno. And I think it's great for the game of baseball personally that we had a system in which play for an entire month and the one seed or the six seed could show up. We play a long season and yeah, there's teams that won 100 games, but I think it's great for the, for the country, for the game of baseball to see this next generation of players playing on this stage. Um, and then, you know, lastly, I want to just say how incredibly proud I am of Tori and our coaches and our players for the work, dedication, preparation that went into the season. Um, it is extremely disappointing sitting here today. However, not being able to step back and recognize how um, incredibly they played uh, through four different road series cities and four very good opponents um, all of which could have taken us out and you know only one did man I mean and I think that's it I think that is exactly what it is the these opponents were tough uh, it was defeating the ghosts of the Diamondbacks playoffs of the past, right? The Brewers, <laughs> the Dodgers, uh we made a new we made a new enemy in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. and the Texas Rangers were just it was so hard to hate them. They're just But now I do. But now I do. Yeah, now I do. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean obviously uh there's a lot to be said uh, about what Mike Hazen said there, but I I think that's something to just keep into perspective is is how impressive this playoff run was, how unlikely it was for this team of of underage misfits that had no business making it this far and a few yeah. vets that helped them along the way. But uh, at the same time, these guys were just uh, an incredible team. And I, I still think there there were so many people that were commenting that like, oh, it's going to be another 20 years before we get to this point. Like, why are we doing that already? Like the future is bright for this team. I understand yeah. if it was one of those other franchises that paid a bunch of money for those you know, free agents and, and they came up short. Some of those feelings about uh, Philadelphia fans, about those, those guys that they paid so much money for coming up short in the NLCS, right? So I, I just, I don't feel that way about this team because of so many of these guys are, you know, young guys having their first season uh, and and really being the the big reason why the Diamondbacks made it so far. This, this World Series was, I want to echo what Mike said about the World Series being good for baseball. And from a rating standpoint, it wasn't, right? The ratings for these games were not, were good. not good, relatively speaking. Uh, I, I haven't seen any data for game five, but I think games one through four were four of the five worst rated yeah. World Series games ever. Yeah. Um, and those numbers have actually tailed off for Major League Baseball pretty considerably in the last uh, seven or eight years. I think a lot of that has to do with who's who's been playing in it every year. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, from from a national broadcast perspective, they maybe weren't happy with this. But this is I think it's really important for baseball that, you know, the teams in I mean, these are still pretty big markets, right? Like Dallas area, Phoenix area. These are these are pretty massive markets, but they're not enormous sports markets, at least not in not in the same way that, you know, in L.A. or Chicago or, you know, even Philly. These are these sports towns are are in sort of a different place than than some of those. But at the end of the day, this was, as Mike said, a, a great showing of some of the best young players in this game. You saw that on the Rangers side with how well Josh Young played in this series. The Rangers have a lot of young talent on that team, even though they also spent a heck of a lot of money to put that team together. Uh, and on the Diamondback side as well, what you were just saying about, you know, uh, the 23 and 24 year olds that powered this Diamondbacks team. Yes, it was Cattell Marte. Yes, it was Merrill Kelly. You know, Zach Gallen came up really big in in yesterday's game as well. But some, I mean, Geraldo Perdomo, Alec Thomas, Gabriel Moreno, Corbin yeah. Carroll, those guys all played a really big role for the Diamondbacks throughout the entire postseason run. It's really hard to get back to a World Series no matter how good your team is on paper. 
But like you said, the future for this team is bright, and hopefully people can hold on to that throughout the offseason. Uh, Ina Jackson says D-backs fans didn't leave before game was over. Uh, Chris said, I love how D-backs fans showed up. And I think that's that's some of the big lasting impact of this run, right? There is a, there, there's a financial impact of what the Diamondbacks were able to do as far as the you know, having home games and, and bringing yeah. in that, that money that they wouldn't have brought in otherwise during during this time of the year. But I, I think there's just something to be said about the experience that the team gets and that team is going to be here for a while. That core is going to be something that Mike Kazin can build around for the future. And we will talk about that here momentarily. But the other part of it is that so many new fans were created. So many new people like discovered this team existed. So many people here in town kind of fell in love with these young guys. And and this isn't a team that's hopefully going to have a lot of turnover. It's going to be a team that you can root for the Corbin Carroll's and Alec Thomas's and Gabriel Moreno's on this team for a very long time. Yeah. And I think that that part of it is what makes you as a fan fall in love with the team and want to come back next year, want to see the season come back again. Right. Because I know there's so many people that are already saying they can't wait. Michael, our guy, Michael's counting down the days to opening day. So I, I, and I mean, I know what you're saying about, you know, the, the bigger sports markets, but sometimes a big part of it is just having a team that competes and, and competes for, for years. And I think that's the one difference about this team that could be different than those other postseason runs this the this franchise has had. All of those other postseason runs, I mean, the 2001 team was especially good for you know a period of time around that World Series be, before and after it. They weren't that wasn't just the only year they went to the playoffs, but uh, they also had just you know I mean I, I don't know they just have a they they have something going on now where uh, it feels like this could be something that we get to see. Uh, for the next few years. And, yeah. and again, there's a lot of talk already about Ken Kendrick opening up, you know, the, the checkbook. And, and honestly, I'm, you, I think people are going to be surprised. I don't like, I don't think that there was a lack of wanting to spend money at times. I think there was just a matter of not being able to get the guys that they wanted to spend money on. Just like the trades, they may, maybe those, maybe those deals cost a little too much. Maybe the trades cost a little too much, but it's not like the diamondbacks aren't trying to maneuver themselves into a position to get better. And honestly, with what Mike Hazen did with the guys that, that he did add to this team during the course of the season showed that he is very good at talent acquisition and is very good at finding those diamonds in the rough. So maybe if you give him, you know, you give him that budget, you give him a little bit more money yeah. to spend, he can, he can get this team over the top because we are so close right now. There's a few glaring holes that need to be addressed, but uh, we first want to talk about how this World Series went. Uh, and, of course, we can't do that without looking at the numbers, which I know are most likely going to... Buy the numbers up, graphic for a five-game For a five-game series. Yeah, we had to do this, Jesse. You weren't here last time we did this. It was uh, a lot of lot of math on my end. But, oh, man, this is a frustrating... This is a frustrating graphic, my friend. This is not great. I mean, the Diamondbacks out-hit the Rangers 47-38. to 38. Uh, the big two, the everything else relatively close. I mean, starting pitching ERA, a lot of these numbers are skewed by game two, honestly. That's one thing I yeah. will say here. I think that's why things look a lot closer. D-backs scored a lot of runs and got a lot of hits when it didn't When really it didn't matter, matter that's lot. true, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. But, I mean, obviously, it, this. I, I think the thing about these numbers show is that you can't say the Diamondbacks didn't have a chance in the series. Right. You can't say they didn't get hits or have offense or have good pitching. It just it faltered at the worst time when you talk about the starting pitching and the hits just came in, in many of these games at times where, like you said, they were meaningless. Even even if they got a lot of hits in a game, uh, it, it, they were they were kind of scattered around without actually being productive and a lot of lack of, you know, production with runners and scoring positions. I just want to make sure you were still real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive, Saul, just yeah. barely hanging on by a Yeah, he's, I, I said the <laughs> same thing when he walked in here. I was like, is that Jesse Freeman? <laughs> Oh, by the way, my favorite moment was when we we both boarded an elevator during uh, what was a game five, and he was in the back, and I walked on, and it was like it was like we hadn't seen each other in <laughs> twenty years. It was like Derek, Jesse, you know, <laughs> all the people in between us were like, "What the hell is going on?" But anyway, uh, that's that's uh, that's of course uh, those numbers are unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I mean, just looking at those numbers through five games, 
you would automatically assume that this series was three to two and, and it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have even necessarily been yeah. clear which team was leading right i know yeah. that the rangers scored a few more runs in these five games but not a lot it's just a four run difference between the diamondbacks and the rangers in the series and yeah i touched on that a little bit yesterday the diamondbacks didn't really get blown out by the rangers in the way that a four to one series would lead you to believe right yeah. Yeah. they they very much held their own and I think game three is where things kind of shifted for the Diamondbacks. After that second game, like I said earlier, I kind of thought the Diamondbacks were going to win the World Series. Uh, Coming back home (laughs) with three games, you know, after doing what they did in Texas and holding their own there as well as they did. It was like, yeah, I mean, you know, Brandon fought against Max Scherzer like, yeah, four months ago would have seemed outrageous. But that's mm-hmm. advantage Diamondbacks, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and and that game three, there were just so many, so many what if moments, right? right. It's, it's what I it's what I wrote about on our website. Yeah. There was, you know, a number of missed calls that went against the Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, there were some managerial moves that you could that you could question. There was. You know, the fact that Max Scherzer was taken out early because of his injury and yeah. John Gray came in, a guy that the Diamondbacks just haven't been able to figure out for for whatever reason. So, yeah, you know, things just kind of turned south for them in game three. And and then game four was obviously ugly. And game five was, you know, right there for them up, up until the very end. Uh, Zach Gallen pitched an outstanding game. The Diamondbacks did not lose because of him, even though he didn't have the the postseason that I'm, I'm sure he would have liked to. So, yeah, the D-backs are really right there in the series. And, you they know, were. as I said before, it's it's hard to let an opportunity yeah. like that slide when you really had a legitimate chance here. 26 runs to 22 runs, 47 hits for the D-backs to the Rangers, 38 hits. Eight two, homers to three, though. Eight homers to three. That's, that's the one. Yeah, that, that's that the really one that is. gets you. And this isn't even a team that necessarily had that power during the regular season. But you have to say that that power was a big reason why they were able to overcome uh, the Dodgers specifically, they, they had a lot of power in that series and even even against the Phillies. I mean, this this showing as far as the offense goes, uh, the, the batting averages, 271 batting average with runners in scoring position for the D-backs, 273 for the Rangers. That does not tell the tale of some of these games. That's the yeah, entire I think they were they were really good with out. runners in scoring position in that second in game. In one game, yeah, really in one game, be, right. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing is, is that overall this series definitely felt like it was more lopsided than that, especially like you said, uh, with the four wins to the one victory. So make sure to check out all of Jesse's writing over at gophnx.com. He did an excellent job at, at following this team and, and writing about everything. Uh, we're going to have some more stuff up, including some of our favorite moments from the postseason. So make sure to not miss that. If you are here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now, we thank you guys for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Sign up for notifications. Do what Gabby said. Drop a like. We love you, Gabby. We still, we still You're still Mr. Diamondback. Uh, and if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a five-star review. We always appreciate uh, that feedback. Of course, make sure to check out our friends at BetMGM uh, because baseball season is over and now you might need more sports to watch. And sometimes, you know, you can't find that sport to watch because you're not interested the same way in other stuff than you are in baseball. Well, a way to get interested is to throw some money around on it. That way, all of a sudden, you become really interested really fast, and you can do or that. Really angry, really fast, oh, but do it. Too. I'm going to try to change my. I, I was. I was. I used. I used my betting to to try to curse the opposing team. At one point, I fell off the rails with that, and we saw how that went. But of course, uh, I, I'm going to get back on track on trying to make some money, and you should too with the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Uh, all you got to do if you're a new customer uh, to get some free money is to download the BetMGM Sportsbook app using uh, our code of phnx to sign up and then once you do just deposit at least ten dollars into your newly created account and place a wager in that amount or more at least ten dollars or more at a standard odds price once you do you will receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager and of course uh, this offer isn't around for long, so make sure to not miss out on the chance to get $200 in bonus bets instantly with BetMGM. Again, all you have to do is sign up for BetMGM, use our bonus code of PHNX, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to our baby boy Shane talk about the disclaimer.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario, we'll get you on board with that. Oh uh, yeah, thing that's we a do. thing now. Yeah, right? that's the thing we do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, another thing we do around here, Jesse, is we stop by Circle K on the way home, and we we do. Uh, we, we stabbed little celebration parties there. I don't know if the employees appreciated it much. Uh, we just went in, did little dances, threw chips in the air. We cleaned up <laughs> after ourselves, but I just didn't think they liked the spectacle. But uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's done now. Uh, but you can still be part of the Inner Circle, and of course, you can join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply. Participating locations, visit circlek.com for details. But the Inner Circle is their free membership program, which will save you at least three cents per gallon every single day and will save you 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You'll also get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products, including pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks. You'll also get free coupons just sent to your app. So make sure not miss out on that for all sorts of wonderful things. Candy, chips, uh, all, all sorts of great stuff. So do not miss out today. Stop by Circle K uh, and fill up. It's America's Thirst Stop. Uh, now looking to the off season a bit, of course, we know that that the, the talk for the Diamondbacks is going to involve how far they came, how close this team was, and what pieces they can add to it to potentially make it farther. Uh, also, you also have the fact that there is some free agency to deal with. I know Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Right. Uh, and they also have some moves to, des- uh, to, uh, to decide with some of the guys that I think that didn't uh, perform as well or, or didn't uh, necessarily contribute as much. But uh, Mike Hazen uh, is talk or talked today about uh, addressing those offseason issues. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, today was exit interviews day, as we said earlier. So we got to talk with Mike Hazen for about half an hour, Tori Lovello for about a half an hour. So, I mean, yeah, we have an entire offseason to, you know, kind of go through what what the Diamondbacks options are and to really dig deep on on what their needs are. But we heard from Hazen today on kind of what the Diamondbacks are looking at as far as areas they're looking to improve. And here's what he had to say about that. Starting to think about the offseason starts today. You know, we've had some very brief uh, in moments to prepare for what we have coming up. Um, we know we have a lot of work to do. We know there are areas of our team that we want to try to improve. Um, you know, I think this run of 30 days was was so highlighted some of our best baseball. I think the 84 wins during the regular season highlighted some of the areas where I feel like we need to we I need to make improvements um, that we need to make improvements to be even better next year. Yeah, I mean, look specifically, I haven't really, you know spend a lot of time digesting. I think starting pitching is certainly going to be an area we need to address. Um, I, I, you know, we had a lot of depth going into the season. It was probably the deepest we've ever been in that spot. And we went through it all. Uh, plus. Um, and I think that's just the nature of the beast. and something we're going to need to continue to, 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 to reinforce going into next year. We have a lot of young arms, which is great. Um, but we're going to need to improve that area. And then I think from a position player side of things, we're losing some right-handed hitting, a lot of right-handed bats off of our roster. And that's probably going to be an area that we're going to need to address again. Losing a lot of right-handed bats? Yeah. It's an I interesting statement. Tommy Pham and Lourdes, and Lourdes Gurriel are both both free agents, as you talked about earlier. We also learned this is per, uh, I think Nick Picoro from the Arizona Republic is is the first one to put this out there. Lourdes Gurriel is actually not eligible for a qualifying offer. I know that's something that a lot of people have been talking about here mm, over the yeah. last few weeks, yeah, whether the Diamondbacks would, would give him the qualifying offer and try to get a draft pick uh, should he sign elsewhere. But that is, that is not an option. His contract situation is a little bit unique. Uh, signing as as an international free agent with the Toronto Blue Jays a number of years ago. So Hmm. that's not an option for the Diamondbacks. No, but what an option for the Diamondbacks is is paying a lot of money for Marcus Stroman. That's a whole other thing. But uh, (laughs) they definitely do need to address the starting pitching, obviously. And I know that that's something that was exposed heavily here in the playoffs. Yes. A lot of questions, a lot of a lot of flack, a lot of criticism hurled at Tori Lovolo's way 
for the bullpen game that he uh, utilized. And not only from a perspective of how it didn't work for the Diamondbacks, but there was like this weird, grander narrative that was being told yeah, of how it's like bad for baseball. how he ruined the he ruined the World <laughs> Series by going with a bullpen game. It's like, bro, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, exactly, like exactly. Our 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 starters got hurt. We don't really trust Ryan Nelson enough to make him that. And honestly, Nelson proved that notion wrong by coming into the game, even though it was at a point where the pressure yeah. was probably off with a ten run deficit or a nine run deficit. Uh, and you know that's that's of course. Like what it's about. I mean, you know, like I, I get it. Like the the bullpen thing wasn't great. And that's not I'm sure that wasn't anybody's intention. However, it, it had worked in their stretch, you know, to the postseason. It had even worked in the playoffs. It worked against the against the Phillies, right? right? They they won game four. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking yeah. that like, of course, you know, there there's a lot there was a lot of criticism about those bullpen games, but hey, it, it's what Tory or Tory needed to do in order to to get this yeah. team to the to the World Series. Tory didn't have an actual choice there. That's what people have to recognize, right? Mm-hmm. And a big reason that the Diamondbacks were able to go so deep into the postseason is that they only needed three starters up until game four of the NLCS when they found a way to win a game with the bullpen game and then it circled around again in the World Series right game four they went with the bullpen game the result was not nearly as good but yeah anyone trying to make the case that like more people would have tuned into the World Series if the Diamondbacks started Ryan Nelson instead of Joe Mantiply that that's kind of an outrageous take right I don't think it was bad for baseball in the sense of like oh people are angrily shutting off their television because the Diamondbacks have a reliever in to start the game <laughs> um this was just the move that the, the Diamondbacks of the game <laughs> it was yeah it was the move that they had to make in the situation that they were in and it's actually kind of worked for them a little bit in the past they've they've had some decent outcomes doing this and it's something that a lot of other teams in the majors have done too the diamondbacks did not reinvent the wheel with the bullpen game it's not the first time we've seen this in the playoffs we've had the giants doing it to us all year long yeah the giants did an entire season of bullpen games (laughs) where was all this criticism then so yeah I, i mean i get you know it's the world series it's a grand stage and the diamondbacks would have liked to have a starting pitcher in that spot which leads very nicely into something else that Mike Hazen said when he was asked, do you regret not adding a starting pitcher at the trade deadline? And here's what he had to say about that. Regrets. Yeah, it's kind of painful to sit here and talk about this after getting bounced from the World Series and feeling like what happened in game four isn't 100% on me. Um, You make the decisions you make. Uh, We added at the deadline. It wasn't like we just sat there with our thumbs and didn't do anything, but we didn't do enough. And, you know, when we went through the playoffs, knowing that we were getting to a seven-game series, knowing that that fourth spot was going to be a bullpen day twice, first time we made it through, the second time we did not, um, yeah, you were hoping that the players were going to pick you up for the area that you left them naked. And, um, look, you're not going to bat a thousand in this job. Certainly, I have plenty of misses. Um, but yeah, that, that's a tough one to swallow for me right now. Yeah. But every once in a while, you hit a home run by tra- trading for Gabby Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Or, or like picking up uh, Ryan Thompson on a yeah. minor league deal in yeah. August, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike Hazen, I think, all things considered, had a, had a pretty successful year. But yeah, there were some clarifying questions after this. Um, going back to the Diamondbacks' opportunity to add a starting pitcher at the trade deadline, we know that the Diamondbacks were interested. Uh, Mike Hazen has said that the Diamondbacks basically made phone calls about every starting pitcher that yeah. you could possibly yes. imagine who was on the market at that point. And the cost was so high. The cost was high. but Everybody what, wanted Alec Thomas. Everyone like. wanted Alec Thomas. Yeah. But what, what Hazen clarified today, and he was specifically asked about Alec Thomas because, let's face it, if the Diamondbacks had traded Alec Thomas in order to get a starting pitcher, they probably wouldn't have wound up here anyway because Alec Thomas got some really, really big he hits. He wasn't done yet. And was a really, really done yet. played a really good center field for the Diamondbacks throughout the playoffs. He was a really big reason why they made it as far as they did. Yeah. However, Mike Hazen did reveal today that maybe there would have been some ways to acquire a starter at the deadline without giving up Alec Thomas and without giving up Brandon Fott. And Hazen was very clear that 
clearly the Diamondbacks should not have made either of those moves, right? The, yeah. the regret is not we should have traded Brandon Fott or we should have traded of Alec course. Thomas in order to get a starter. That, that would, especially Brandon Fott. I mean, that, that would just, in, in retrospect, that seems absolutely ludicrous. Now. And we talked about that. That was yeah. part of our trade packages yeah, I mean, the, at one we point. We talked about real trade proposals. I mean, I guess <sighs> they weren't real. They came from mostly my brain so they were very fake they, um, that, made that made it real <laughs> but yeah you know the regret here is not that the d-backs should have traded one of those guys but hazen did say you know maybe the diamondbacks could have pushed some deals in, sure. in different directions and tried to find a way to make it work without those two guys involved and as you heard there it's 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 tough for him to think about that in retrospect, watching that game four and seeing it go the way they did. If the Diamondbacks yeah. had traded for Jordan Montgomery instead of the Rangers, uh, maybe that's maybe the series goes differently. That's one. That's one. But there just wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot available, and there weren't many pitchers that went on to be traded that then made you say, damn, we should have got this guy. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery was so probably true. the one, and the yeah. Rangers that were already a potent team added that exact piece that they needed to get them you know without Montgomery maybe the Rangers aren't even in the playoffs right with how close that they came to not making the playoffs themselves I wonder if there was a point during that trade deadline where Mike Hazen as much as he would never actually admit this actually thought am I really going to mortgage the future for a team that isn't even going to make the playoffs this year, right? Like that's how close, that's how bad things were at the trade deadline where you really start second guessing if you want to make those moves, because what's the point? It's kind of like what you see from the off season where teams do bring in these high priced free agents. And then by the end of the year, it's kind of laughable that, that they thought that that was going to be what, what got them over the edge or whatever, right? Like there were a lot of guys available, a lot of guys we talked about, but to be honest, when you looked at their performances with their new teams, it just, it absolutely didn't seem like, it seemed like the Diamondbacks dodged lots and lots of bullets, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the bigger thing is, like you said, like we talked about there, the, the, what can, what, Alec Thomas and Brandon Fott contributed to this postseason run. You know, Thomas, I, I still can't I still can't stop thinking about that 14 pitch at bat that ended in a home run. I still can't yeah. stop thinking about all of the things we got to witness of Alec Thomas this season. And sticking I mean sticking the NL champions flag in the ground in Philadelphia. Fl- yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, declaring Philadelphia uh Diamondbacks territory. I love it. But I mean, there's gonna be a lot of questions about how much they change, right? Going back to Lourdes, I think one thing that I think about is Lourdes leaving is probably the best thing for both the team and the player just because Lourdes's value I don't think after having an all-star appearance and being in a world series and being part of such a big team is never going to be higher than it is right now and I'm not saying that the the Diamondbacks are, are much more familiar with his contributions and I know that they love him and want him to be here but I think that in reality, it's going to be one of those situations where another team is going to pay him so much more money based on those accolades that he achieved this year that the Diamondbacks just aren't going to be able to to, to match that kind of offer. But we'll see, right? There's a lot. Someone said, I think Michael said, I can't believe we're talking about offseason stuff already. It just, yeah. the body's not even cold yet, Jesse. This feels yeah, wrong. Yeah, but it's crazy. The, and, and Mike talked about this too. Like the GM meetings are next week. The yeah. winter meetings are, are a month from now. <laughs> yeah. Like the Diamondbacks yeah. don't have, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Mike said, you don't normally give guys like a week or two off or something when yeah. the season ends. The backs can't really do that right now no. because the off season is already, you know, going to be basically in full swing as of, as of this time next week. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of questions to be answered here and um yeah speaking to to lordis i i think the athletic had like three years 36 million or something is is their prediction that's something along the lines of yeah. kind of what i've what i've had in my head as well would the d-backs do that uh probably not but you know they they need a player like that the d-backs that's still not an need, awful con that's almost like yeah. that's eduardo escobar-esque it's yeah like, that's that's a i think it's a reasonable like if you get lordis for three and 36 it doesn't feel like a massive overpay or anything he's yeah. been an above average hitter every single year absolutely that he's played in the majors he's just streaky that's he was slightly a, below yeah. his career averages this year but he was he? very good defensively this yes. year defensively he might have had metrics wise his best season. yeah he had like 12 defensive run saves yeah, yeah. but uh my case in also talked about the meaning of an 84 win season yeah basically the idea that the diamondbacks on one hand just made it to the world series 
And on the other hand, they only won 84 games and they had a negative run differential. And that's like as a front as a front office, like what do you do with that? Right. It's do kind you, of a failure. Like there's a lot of things to correct. Yeah. Not not a lot. You're like almost there. You're almost there. But with a negative run differential and 84 wins, you're typically not making the playoffs. So there's things that you're trying to address to get you that net to that next step further right and now the diamondbacks made the world series so what the hell do we do yeah exactly <laughs> i mean if the d-backs had won 84 games and a minus 15 run differential and not made the playoffs the message going into the offseason would be like all right this is a good year but like there's some pretty serious work to be done here yeah. but the d-backs just made the world series so does that mean suddenly like this team is right there and they just need one more bullpen arm or something. Yeah. And, and that was, that was the difference. And uh, yeah, Mike Hazen, basically I, I asked this question about, you know, whether 84 wins really does justice to the quality of team that the diamondbacks are right now. And here's what Hazen had to say about that. I mean, we talk about that. I, I yes, I want to believe that the adjustments we made in the second half of the season from the trading deadline on, that we were a different team than the team that probably got us up until where we were trending to be a 500. I think we got to two games under. I don't know, but that feels like an excuse. We were an 84 win team. It is what it is. We got into the playoffs the way we did. Um, we created the path that we were going to have to do to get to the World Series. We, 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 we walked through that path, and I'm proud of that. Uh, but we were... At the end of the day, we're an 84-win team. Everyone goes back to what Bill Parcells says. You are what your record says you are, and that's who we were. And not that's not something that I'm saying in a disparaging way. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we got into the, into the playoffs. That's not an easy thing to do. There are a lot of teams that didn't. Um, but I think there's a lot of room to grow when I think about that 84-win number. No, nah, I'm I do, do not do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> I, I don't care about the 84 wins. I mean, I get it. I know a lot of people are going to bring that up as a topic it's going to be a talking point oh it's one of the lowest you know win totals for a team to ever get into the world series get in the playoffs but that's what makes the playoffs so fun and i'll also say that this team did everything they needed to do to do to continue improving and when i say that i mean taking those steps that another team would not have taken cutting madison bumgarner cutting guys like uh carson kelly and nick ahmed and doing what you felt like you needed to do to give younger guys that were performing better and that were going to help you win baseball games those spots. And I mean, that those aren't easy decisions. Most sports franchises do not make those decisions. They let the finances d determine their decision making a little bit more than that. And that, I think, was the key this year. The Diamondbacks front office did not let anything stand in their way as far as the success of this team. And, and they could see that they were kind of in a transition from having some yeah. of those older veterans on the team to this new crop of young superstars that were emerging by, by, by clearing the way throughout this season and not waiting until people's contracts ended and not make, you know, of course you got, you got play, pay, play a guy that you're paying that much. So then that impacts Tori Lavallo and everything he's doing as far as his game plan. And this isn't to throw shade at any of those guys because so you know again those guys contributed so much to this team but this season that was what got the diamondbacks there not holding back in any way when it came to roster decisions as far as someone's contributions their performance impacting the success of this team yeah yeah and and he also you know came back to this question a little bit later and spoke specifically about how the bullpen and pointed that pointed to that as being the one area of this team that I think we can all agree is is just better, right? Like oh, absolutely. The, the, the Diamondbacks who won eighty four games, they didn't have as good a bullpen throughout the entire season as the Diamondbacks have right now. Yeah. And I think Hazen Hazen said if the D backs do nothing to upgrade their bullpen this offseason, it's gonna be a better bullpen than they started with this year. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like th this bullpen is clearly clearly better than what they what they had for the majority of the season. But yeah, at the same time, I I think you know what Mike is talking about is is probably the the at least in my mind the way you should be thinking about this. You were an 84 win team, and you probably need to be fairly aggressive. Like you probably yeah. need to do some fairly significant things to upgrade this team if you want to get back to the same point next year. Yeah, it's pretty tough to do what the D-backs did, where you win 84 games and you find your way in, and then you just go on a tear for a few <laughs> weeks and find your way all all the way to the World Series. Next year, they would, I'm sure they would like to do it and, you know, play a few more home games uh, over the course of the postseason than, than what they had this year. I don't know. They were pretty good on the road themselves. They were, they were, they pretty, were pretty good, good on, on the road. road. Yeah, they were pretty good on the road. Uh, they won two in Los Angeles, two 
two in Milwaukee. Then they went and won two must win games in Philadelphia with the hardest place to play. I, I, I commend this team for what they did, but I will say like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of holes to address. And honestly, like even some of the emotional like changes, like Andrew Chafin being traded to me was like one of the, <laughs> the, the moves I was like, Oh my God, they did that. Like that. It just showed. Cause he was, it, the acquisition during the offseason of Chafin was such a big part of like, oh, this bullpen's back and he was so good elsewhere since, you know, since he left Arizona. And like, I, I don't know, there were there were a lot of moments, I think, that fans couldn't believe this team was making some of the moves they did throughout the season. And I hate to get all metaphorical, but it was a lot like a snake shedding its skin and, you wow. know, moving on and being wow. that like next form of itself. <laughs> Uh, and, and again, when that transition typically happens, it doesn't happen in a, a season where you have this much success in the postseason. It happens, yeah. you know, in a in a season where you win 84 games and you narrowly miss the playoffs or you get the wild card and the division winner beats you. But this was different. And I mean, this team, again, the, the big question in the offseason is going to be how much do you change this roster? You know, this roster did it. What what portions do you change? Who do you invest in? Who do you maybe take a look at as as a potential trade candidate or or like you said, some of those free agents? Who do you resign or who do you move on from? I, I do say that the mix of veterans and young guys seem to keep a very good balance. And I think that's something that they should absolutely continue to look for as far as, yeah. you know, as, as bringing guys in here. These these young guys, they got a lot of experience, but they still need some mentors in the clubhouse. Maybe you know, maybe maybe not guys that were performing in a World Series uh, like 15 years ago or whatever <laughs> Evan Longoria was doing, but that was Jake's favorite guy. So I can't I can't knock Evan Longoria. But what do you think? Do you think the Diamondbacks are going to look to to make some major overhauls, or do you think we'll just see a, a few kind of key areas addressed? Yeah, I mean, you heard earlier Mike talked about starting pitching, and I think that's that's a clear one. The Diamondbacks are going to go out and they're going to try to get an established starting pitcher. Uh, you know, they've had Zach Davies the last couple of years. I, I wonder if maybe they shoot a, a tier higher than that. You know, uh, Davies was was obviously not good this season, but he was pretty serviceable for them yeah. uh, last year as a back end starter. But, yeah, I wonder if they're looking for more of like a number number three starter type, you know, someone who who really has some experience in the league. And uh, there's there's a decent amount available on the free agent market. We didn't get a whole lot of information today on where the Diamondbacks stand financially. That's obviously a huge part of that. But yeah, I think starting pitching is going to be the the biggest one from what we heard today. Uh, Mike also talked about third base, trying to address that externally. I think that's a pretty clear need for this team. Uh, A bench bat was also brought up. I asked about a left-handed reliever. That was uh, something the Diamondbacks didn't. It kind of shuffled through some different high leverage arms uh, as far as lefties are concerned throughout the playoffs. Mike didn't seem... He was fairly non-committal about chasing after a left-handed reliever this offseason, but yeah, it's not. I don't think it's going to be like super major. Like the backs aren't like shopping Corbin Carroll or something. Uh, but they. Why have would some, you even say those? Why would those words even come out of your mouth? I never want to hear I'm that. I'm sorry. Ever again, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the the Diamondbacks are they they have some work to do. Yeah. They have some work to do, and um, you know, you're going to see a lot of the same guys next year. But you're you're going to see a team that that is you know hopefully better as well. Right-handed bats, maybe. Yeah, I mean, focus. yeah, they're they're going to feasible is Matt Chapman, Jesse. Matt Chapman's an interesting one. And we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I hate we, have, this. we have like hate three this. months to talk about. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, I guess not three months. Like some of these guys could sign <laughs> relatively soon, I guess. Tomorrow. But Next Matt, month, he uh, just signed an extension. So it's going to get started yeah, Extensions, quick. extensions yeah, might, you might see a little free bit Free agency sooner. starts in four days. Yeah, it, mm. it's, that's fair. Um, yeah, Matt Chapman's interesting because he, he kind of knocked the cover off the ball for the Blue Jays in April. And then he didn't really hit much the rest of the year. He's obviously an extraordinary third baseman, and there's a ton of value in that. But I suspect some teams might be a little bit hesitant there just because the bat has been really streaky throughout his career. Like at times, he's been one of the best hitters in the game, and at other times, he just, you know, just doesn't really hit much at all. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it would be a huge upgrade for the Diamondbacks over over what they currently have. I suspect the price tag will be a little high for them, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yep, and we have lots of off-season talk here because it's the off-season. I hate to break it to you, uh, but we want to thank you guys, of course, for your super chats and for being here. You guys are always wonderful, and we thank you uh, for being in the live chat. You make the show more fun. Uh, Elizabeth, we thank you. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, all season long, Elizabeth has been one of my favorite people to chat with here on the show. Uh, 
Elizabeth Noseball. She says, thank you so much for your tireless coverage of the entire season and this dedicated D-backs community you've built. I can't wait to see what 2024 brings us. Ski, ski to you, Elizabeth. Uh, and CJ LaChapelle, I hope I got that right, says, what about Drew Jones? Well, Drew Jones is still coming along, but I don't know if Drew Jones is going to come along as quickly Maybe as some of these other guys, it yeah, feels not, like he has, not by next season. I don't uh, think you'll see Drew. Yeah, you're going to go, be the next yeah. one after Jordan, but Jordan Lawler is going to have a lot of playing time next season. Hopefully, and we'll get a chance to him to see him impact this team and expand his career, uh, and that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see a lot of these guys continue to get better for this team, uh, and and we get to watch them for so long. That's what's so exciting. But I know Jesse needs a vacation. I know I need a vacation. I know some of you need a vacation after this long season. So uh, a great place to do that is at Gila Rivers, uh, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Of course, uh, it is a great place to stay right here in town, which will make you feel like you're a million miles away from your home and the rest of the valley. So make sure to check them out. You can sign up for Gila River Resorts and Casinos, $1 million Big Red Showdown. You can stay in the game and get rewards. It's that easy. Uh, you can play fun, free games online for a chance to win $1 million in cash. You also check out their weekly pickums where you can win up to a thousand dollars in free bonus play every week as well as their monthly drawings uh, which are occurring coming up here on november 5th and december 3rd for cardinals tickets memorabilia free bonus play play prop cards for select football games and so much more so check out uh, our new partner we are very excited to be partnering with them visit gila million dollars showdown.com to get in on the action for more information on gila river resorts and casinos and all they have to offer head to gila or excuse me head to play at gila.com uh, and also, uh, Jesse, I know you have neglected your home. Do you, I, have, I have seriously. Do you neglected have boxes <laughs> that still need to be unpacked? I imagine that might uh, we, be the case. We finished unpacking a few months ago. Okay. I moved in in January, so if we were still unpacking yeah. boxes, that would be a bit of a problem. But well, yeah, I don't think my house has been cleaned in about a month. No, so. no. And I know <laughs> that there were still some changes you made, and I don't know. I don't know if you're aware, but we are now partnering together with Empire Today. Yes, that yes. the very famous Empire Today here in the Valley, and of course, uh, they definitely keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection, and they are all all about service so make sure to check out empire for your flooring needs uh, they have a virtual floor designer which is a great way to see how the floors will look in any space uh, you just gotta snap a picture and you can instantly see uh, what the pattern what the different floor designs look like in your house uh, they also pride themselves on convenient shop at home service again that goes along with the virtual at home uh, experience you can have with their floor designer okay, they help customers shop for floors when they uh, where they use floors and where they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their homes with the lighting and decor so you can make an informed decision decision they also service their own, own warranties so uh, if an issue does arise you, you can just call empire uh, and they service uh, that themselves you won't have to track down a manufacturer or a third-party uh, warranty company which is always a hassle so schedule a free in-home estimate today all listeners can receive a discount of 350 dollars off when they use promo code phnx restrictions apply see empiretoday.com phnx for details and that is at empire I like to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they have the song. Today. Yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah uh, well, of course, I know you had some adventures on the road. Uh, was there anything in particular uh, that stood out? I was very I was very excited to hear you eating cheesesteaks in Philadelphia and I don't know where else. Did you get any barbecue in Dallas? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. No as barbecue? Far, as far as food goes, I have absolutely nothing to yeah, report. Yeah, I, you, I you, ate you did a terrible job. I ate basically what was provided to the media <laughs> in the press room, and that, that was my diet. Hey, for Chase four killed weeks. it. We had, we had brisket. We had yeah, some, yeah. some pork loins. It was great. They had some great food. Yeah, they definitely. Um, it was interesting seeing how the, the various ballparks kind of handled that situation. In Dallas, we had little vouchers that we could go and, and use at like any vendor in the stadium. Oh, nice. They just had, they had like burgers and pizza in the, in the press box, but I wasn't going to eat that every single day, even though I almost did when yeah. it was all said and yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, I, I can entirely, understand it. <laughs> uh, too, too much of that stuff when I was there. But yeah, the last day I had a chicken parm dog. Whoa. So it was basically like a hot dog, except uh, except it except was chicken parm. Except it was chicken parm. Yeah, and there was there was uh, pepperoni on top too. Oh which my was an god! And like touch. cheese melted on top, or like anything yeah, like that? cheese yeah. melted on top. It was actually oh. fried chicken, not um, 
I, I guess uh, chicken yeah. parm would yeah, yeah. normally not be fried. Of yeah. course, it was fried. Is it? It was at a ballpark in Texas. What do you expect? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, that uh, that incredible. was actually pretty impressive. But yeah, that's basically the only interesting food that's item it. I've consumed in the last month. Well, so. I, and I know, and I, and I know you, you, I know, I know stories he can't tell you guys. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's fun. But uh, was was there a particular ballpark that you visited during their playoff run that you were like, this place is cool? Citizens Bank, man. Yeah. Citizens Bank is the yeah. clear, I think, the clear answer there. Dodger Stadium, I think, is a cool place to see a game. And I've, I've, you know, been there a number of times before. Uh, Milwaukee, not, you know, pretty similar to, to Chase Field, I guess, when the roof is closed. It's a little, it's a little dark. I think it was, you know, I think it was manufactured by the same people who. It, it who, actually wasn't. I thought really? that too. Uh, Danielle I'm pretty sure it was. That. I'm pretty sure it so was. Too. I, I don't I, mean manufactured. I mean, like, I think the builders, like the people who designed the building too, were the same. Because they look so much alike, but it's absolutely not the case. Two different, like different architects, different designers, different builders. It was crazy. Really? There is zero link between those two buildings, despite the fact that they look I, identical. I've heard, I've heard differently. I we're so we're too. Have to, we're go research it. That. Research it, um, and then apologize to me when you realize I'm right because I absolutely I didn't. Re- it was even that long ago when I researched this. I think it was when they played Milwaukee during the season because we were going to talk about it on the show. Am I am I allowed to to be mean to whomever built the the Texas Rangers new please, ballpark for a while? Do. Yeah, go off. It's it's a it's a shed. Is what we, it is. That's what we've heard it. Yeah, yeah. But it's literally I mean, a shed. Yeah, it, it literally is. Shed. It's it's the largest shed that you've ever seen. <laughs> and there is a baseball field inside. Oh, um, I love I love when Jesse's a sassy bitch. Go. Yeah, go it it uh <laughs> they they spent, you know, one point five billion dollars. I don't know what it it's was. Brand they, spent, new. they spent a lot of money and it is yeah. shiny and it's clean and it's it's you know well maintained and nice. But man, I feel for Texas Rangers fans because their old stadium, the old Globe Life Field, is still right next door. And it is 10 times as aesthetically pleasing yeah. from the outside as the new stadium That's, that they built. Uh, Granted, I understand it's pretty hot in Dallas in the summer. Like the Diamondbacks here, I mean, they could build the most beautiful, completely outdoor stadium in the universe. And it would still be a terrible idea because people just can't. You just can't go to an outdoor baseball game right. when it's 115 degrees no, outside, can't. and I get it, and they have a similar issue in Dallas. But yeah, it just it just kind of lacked character a little bit. I was I was kind of I don't know. I expected if you're gonna put that kind of investment in a new ballpark, you're gonna you're gonna go all out, and you're gonna make sure it has all of these little quirky things going on, <sighs> and you know things that people will will make memories with over the years. And it wasn't really that. And uh, you know the dot race uh, didn't really uh, <laughs> didn't land was with not you. really very redeeming uh, for them. So <laughs> yeah, just uh, just not a not an ideal situation there. Well, like uh, the Rangers play spring training in. Prize and that they ballpark do. looks a lot like the ballpark in Arlington, the the one used yeah, to. Yeah, they the try old, to give some. Yeah, the old one yeah. that's now Choctaw Stadium, which is like you said, still exists. Uh, that's what I think of when I think of Texas Rangers ballpark, and that 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 ballpark looked really cool. Yeah, outside it had like the water. Inside, it was just really cool looking. That's what like so many park. so many people told me that too. Like like Uber drivers and you know fans or who you know random people I came across in the ballpark. Like everyone agrees that when the weather's nice outside, the Rangers should go next door. Yeah, and play and just there. play there. Like, there's not really a, there's not really a <laughs> who question. says you can't have two stadiums? Who says you can't? Yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't say that at I, all. But. I didn't see it. I didn't see it with the roof open. So I have to I have to give that qualifier. I, yeah. I imagine it's actually a pretty nice place to see a game in that situation um but yeah just just didn't do it for me yeah. you know yeah owen's attacking the entire state of texas and for you people that might not know he's sitting right here next <laughs> to us but uh i have a lot of thank yous to give out owen's one of them thank you owen he's been a staunch supporter of the diamondbacks throughout this whole playoff run jesse friedman Thank you for all of your hard work. I know we've said it after every time you've appeared on the show from random ballparks around the country, but you put <laughs> in random ballpark. a tremendous, yeah, it was just random. It had no link to anything in particular. I was just showing up at random ballparks. Going to places. Just, I'm in yeah. Seattle now. No, but you did so much work and I know uh, it wasn't easy. I know some of the, the travel and stuff, uh, especially sending you uh, on, on an actual wagon at times uh, to places <laughs> was was not easy. But just so I, I feel like we need to set the record straight. Mm. I never took a great he bus. never took a Greyhound bus. If anyone time. actually was envisioning I mean, yeah, me like yeah, packing are, my bags, getting on a bus from Philly to re- Dallas, you're revealing too much. You're pulling never, the curtain that back. Never happened. We, we wanted to make it look like you were like being really <laughs> put out here. You know, I did take a red eye from 
Uh, oh my gosh, all of these, all of these things remember. are jumbled in my head. I took a red eye from Phoenix to Newark the second time going to Philly when the series went back to Philadelphia. <laughs> and there were a lot of Phillies fans on my flight. Yeah, oh yeah. And I will disclose that many of them were uh, not all there. And it took a while <laughs> for our flight to depart yeah, because yeah, they were like yes, picking all of the yes, Phillies fans Jesse, who had a little bit too good of a time yeah, at the Jesse game. Jesse got to see drunk Phillies fans being removed from a plane and had his flight delayed due to it. And he's trying to just say it in the nicest way possible. That but is, that's that what, is, happened. That is yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yes. By the way, you can't show up drunk for your flight. You have to at least be able to uh, be able to, to sit in the seat and behave yourself. It is yourself. kind of fun, though, because you, you encounter like. Like every flight you take, there's going to be at least one other media member on it. Yeah. We're like all going to the same places. And there's only so many flights you could jump yeah, on. Yeah, there's only so many there. flights. Yeah. So you're all, we're always like running into people at the airport, which is, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a crazy ride. I'm, I'm excited to not be on an airplane We're for excited. At least the next I, week. <laughs> I'm very excited to have him back in studio with me because I miss doing the show with this guy. And of course I know uh, how hard he's worked, but he's not the only one because there have been a lot of people working hard around here, uh, to help us during this playoff run. And I have to thank each and every one of them. Faj, father overlord Jacob is the overlord of our production staff. And, uh, as some of you may know, uh, a lot of our 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 staff are, are going on to bigger and better <laughs> things around here, which means it's just more work for Faj. Uh, that's really what it's down to. But uh, he has been incredible uh, staying late, staying up late with us to get our videos all ready for the show. It's been a whole team effort to bring you all of this stuff as quickly as we've tried to do so, especially with Jesse in the clubhouse and also coming to us uh, at some point before we wrap uh, and getting those videos on air. So, Jacob, we thank you so much. Uh, and also, Damon. Everybody is Damon's dogs. We are all Damon's dogs. And of course, he is the people's producer for a reason. Uh, that man has worked tirelessly uh, at times between doing the Cardinals show and doing this show and also doing his own show in between about bets. It's been incredible what we've asked him to do. So I want to thank him as well. Uh, of course, the queen of social media around these parts, the goddess of social media, Michaela Perkins, for stopping in and helping us out as well. And she has been so devoted and dedicated to helping us get all of that stuff up on Twitter uh, as fast as possible so that everybody could see the post-game reactions and everything like that. So uh, I thank her for all of her incredible work. Uh, one group of people that we absolutely would be wrong to not thank would be the Diamondbacks PR staff uh, who have just absolutely been awesome to work with and i mean uh, shout out especially to shane and cat uh love them so much and uh we've had a lot of we had a lot of issues making sure everything you know is 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 been done and we're getting in all these games and and they have just been absolutely incredible uh so i wanted to thank them as well but uh of course the one guy that that we both have to thank here oh yes is patty plantains patrick lyons uh he, he sent us both some very emotional text messages but <laughs> i think uh what i responded with was i ain't reading all that sorry it happened or congratulations yeah. <laughs> that's what i sent him back but in reality i read every word and this man has absolutely become part of our diamondbacks family here i know so many of you uh learned to love patrick while he was here uh damon never learned to love patrick because of his puns continuously but uh we can't <laughs> say enough about how much he helped us uh, throughout this playoff run and just how much fun it was to have him uh, Patrick is such a knowledgeable source for baseball uh, and to have him here helping us out uh, he was having so much fun he was running around the ballpark getting pictures of old Diamondbacks jerseys like he was yeah. a Pokemon collector <laughs> like a kid in a candy yeah store. <laughs> I mean I it's rare to come across somebody that has the passion to cover uh, a sport as much as Patrick does, especially considering, you know, his time doing this. So find someone who who looks at you the way that Patrick Lyons looks at like an obscure jersey mm -hmm. from the mid 2000s. Yeah. Oh, like, Armando like, Reynoso jersey. Yeah, like yeah. John Roush. Yeah. Like he, he's just, it was hilarious yeah. to witness that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but of course, big thanks to all of you guys for being here. You guys have made this ride an absolute blast. Of course, our den mother, Chris. We want to thank you, and we're so glad that Chris got uh, that jersey that meant so much to her back. Shout out yes. to whoever returned that. We thank you for doing so. Oh, it was returned? It was returned. She got the original. She got the original wow. back. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I'm, I'm we're so, so happy. Yeah, we're, we're putting that one in a glass case forever, hopefully. But uh, we very much appreciate you guys so much. And uh, Chris, uh, who like has led the way as far as diehards go, but all of you guys for being here, you have absolutely made this more fun for us. And we are happy uh, that we could help 
bring this Diamondbacks community together and and make it a place for us all to come to, you know here and, and talk about this team. So again, we we just thank you guys so much for being here in the live chats all year long and being diehards, all of that stuff. So uh, Ernesto wants to know if we're sending Jesse the winter meetings. Of course we are. <laughs> Jesse gets to go home and have like 12 hours of sleep before we're putting him on the another GM plane. The GM meetings, like I said earlier, are like a Next week, week. From, yeah, yeah, like a week from today. In yeah. Scottsdale, though. It's in Scottsdale. He gets yeah. to stay here for that, but the winter meetings, yeah. yeah. Are those here? Winter meetings? No, winter meetings are in Nashville. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jesse goes gets to start that family that Sean couldn't in Nashville. Who knows? Oh, we'll see. But anyway, again, <laughs> uh, and we thank everybody. Thank you guys all so much uh, for everything. And a, a big thank you to this Diamondbacks team for being so special going on this run. And let's not forget, this was just such an improbable thing that happened that that we got to stop and celebrate in the moment. And I, I get it. It's There's some people who still aren't ready to do that. And you are absolutely allowed to take your time with how painful this might have been. We were so close. We were so close. But uh, I think this team deserves all of the praise they deserve all of the adulation everything you guys uh you know all the support because of course they absolutely uh are, are just starting this this journey that they're on and even though they didn't get it done this year uh my hopes are high that that we're not gonna go another 20 years before they see this team back in the world series so we're, we're saying all these farewells we we have a show tomorrow. We absolutely do we have do? a show tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, this okay. this doesn't right. stop for us. I, I yeah. wanted, I, I thought that this was the end, but Saul told me I have to come back tomorrow and do another <laughs> show. So we'll be back here tomorrow, 1 p.m. Make sure to join us, of course. Uh, we'll have more uh, about uh, I, some of the stuff that we didn't show today. We have Tori yeah, and we have Zach Gallen. we got a whole bunch of stuff from all the exit interviews yep, today. So we'll so have we'll, some more of that we'll, for you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Is that right? Yeah, I don't yeah, even still, remember. still remember. Your last yeah. name, your middle name is still the same middle name. That's wild. Uh, of course, <laughs> Father Overlord Jacob is at Jacob underscore Franklin four because he's the fourth best Jacob Franklin. Uh, our show is at PHNX <laughs> underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, what am I doing? Oh, there's lots of stuff. that. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just wrapping it up. And I know. Uh, I, I, I wanted to thank the diehards while I was talking to them uh, for their membership. And I wanted to tell you guys, make sure to get yourself that diehard membership if you haven't signed up for it yet. And I know. Maybe, maybe maybe you're not ready to get a shirt, but those shirts are going to be there when you're ready. And if you sign up for a diehard membership, get one of our wonderful shirts because we're still a wagon and we're still a fucking dangerous team. So do not miss getting out, uh, getting in on those shirts. Of course, if you get that diehard membership, you'll get a shirt for free. And if you are already a diehard member, you will get 20% off your purchase and all future purchases at the phnxlocker.com. You also get Jesse's newsletter, access to our members only discord, discounts from our partners and so much more. So sign up today over at gophnx.com. And of course, we said it, the future of this team is still bright, so you need some good sunglasses. Get yourself some Shady Rays, <laughs> the official, unofficial sunglasses of did a wagon. Learn, did you learn that from Patrick? Is I did, yeah. Part? Patrick's good at that. Yeah, so, okay, I mean, yeah. yeah I uh, definitely, yeah. We love you, Patrick. <laughs> uh, but of course, uh, get gear that's built to last. Get yourself some premium polarized shades, especially if you live here in the Valley or if you're a Rangers fan and you intend on coming back. I'm sure it's sunny where you're from, too. So make sure to get yourself some sunglasses. Uh, they are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product, and they are cheaper than those more, more expensive companies with the same quality you can also get their insane lost and broken replacement plan which they tell us and i am now a, a an, an experienced user of this program but if you break or lose your sunglasses even on day one they will send you out a brand new pair no questions asked no shame, no guilt. Did you you None lost yours? I did lose my sunglasses. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I you're not. Mine. You're never gonna convince me it wasn't intentional. <laughs> you know. You know the people of Shady Rays. I just Rays I got experience good. everything our partners have to offer, <laughs> including their lost and broken replacement plan. So uh, you can shop their entire collection here in town at Kierlin Commons. But of course, if you don't love your Shady Rays, no matter where you get them, you can either exchange them for a new pair or get uh, your money back within 30 days of your purchase no questions asked their team always has your back after you shop exclusively for our listeners shady rays has given out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people all right well uh damon's here in the chat damon, damon just can't stay away damon damon it's your day off i, mean, I love I like how it. me me and damon like haven't seen each other in like uh no. about a year as far as i'm concerned yeah 
And it, of course, it just so happens that my first day back is, is Damon's day off. Yeah, that's exactly how it worked out. Right. We scheduled it that way because, I mean, Damon's kind of still not over some of the things you said at one point. But we'll get into that <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, I gave you guys all the Twitter handles. But, of course, make sure to follow our show again at PHNX underscore D-backs. We appreciate your time. Uh, we appreciate you riding on this wagon with us. And, of course, uh, we thank you so much for being fans of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Remember, kids. Baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when your team makes it to the World Series.